I heard, well, no, okay, so it got like, boop, 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 and then I answered. I did have it set to auto-answer on um, some of those old little Android boxes that I had way back in the day. When we would do, when we would do like four, four lines per, per thing. Boy, was that not worth it? It seriously wasn't. You think of all the time spent. The time and money. It's not, I mean, mm-hmm. time, money, effort, uh, brain power, like brain space to try and think of how can I do this on the cheap and how can I put this together in a way that would work? And there's just so much. Yeah. It was just a bad thing to try and bet on it being the best way to do it. Um, we've got a, I've got a good setup now. I feel like I do. I don't talk to more than one person at a time anyway. And if I do, um, I guess getting into almost the topic, we, we can actually have a real life human conversation before we start our program here, but, um, getting, getting briefly dipping my toe into the topic. I'll dip a pinky toe real quick. Um, I use Google Hangouts to chat with a, a group of, um, game friends folks that are across the country that play the same game as me and they'll just create a uh, a running google hangout where the url is sent out to the group you can join it if you want but what it does is it rings on every single device i have google hangouts connected to which is every single computer in the house every single mobile phone and like tablet in the house it's it's just a bad bad situation they handle it very very poorly they handle notifications very poorly too but the they being the google machine yeah the google the big googler (laughs) the big googler that's like the the facetime i just caught just before i called you i got a facetime call or not facetime a phone call i think it's called with with the (laughs) all timey phone call yeah (laughs) The, uh, and like the, the computer starts ringing and the phone starts ringing and yeah. Oh, that's right. It does They do the same thing. Apparently that's getting better in the new high Sierra or something. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, it seemed to work okay when I was on an Apple computer. Cause it would, it was nice getting the messages, getting iMessages and, and text messages and stuff on the computer. Yeah. Um, that is for sure something I, I miss a lot having moved to Android. Um, but the the phone phone calls yeah they would show up like a little late or you go to reach for the answer uh, button and it's like oh no sorry you missed it yeah you, you you didn't you didn't do well how how are you how you doing i'm good i uh um well in in the uh the way that you answer that to a friend uh that you're just mm-hmm. you don't really want to actually have any more deeper conversation i'm good <laughs> okay all right in the sense that uh i just discovered that i forgot to pay submit and pay my gst for the first quarter of gst being the uh, government sales tax goods and services sales tax anyway the canadian government where i as my business i collect gst and then i submit it back to the government so in effect i've been borrowing from the government for the last couple months um it's not you submit quarterly yes Okay. Um, and or th- thirdly, and quarterly. Yeah. Thrice, thrice, <laughs> thrice per year. Yeah. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, you all of a sudden you have less money or you owe more money or you owe money that you didn't think you owed. And so that's a nice surprise to just when my accountant emails and saying, is this, 
this, I don't see a GST payment. And I'm sure I remember. Well, here's actually the funny thing. A, oh. I remember paying it, which I didn't. Yeah. I've checked everywhere. I didn't. Two, man. or B, I also remember tweeting that, hey, everybody, just a reminder for small businesses and whatever GST is due on the 30th or whatever, April, I think it was, which I didn't either. I, I actually went back and searched my Twitter account. I didn't do that either. <laughs> so somehow I have this like phantom wow. memory. And maybe it's from a year ago of doing that very thing of like almost uh, smugly reminding everybody, hey, pay your GST, you, you dummies, because who would forget about that? So luckily the, the interest is pretty cheap. So. Well, well, that's good. That, yeah, I don't, I would not, uh, I have recurring tasks for things like that, that for sure, like um, if I, if I know that I'm going to put it off and put it off until the date is, is nearly due, like imminently due, I'll put it as a recurring task set. I don't know, maybe a week before it's supposed to happen. And then I'll put a secondary uh, reminder on my calendar itself to say like, Hey, this is the absolute last day that your credit card can be paid is this day. But the credit card payments task is on my to-do list as a recurring task every month. Oh, I, so it's more. Yeah. See, I do it as a, I get the notification that it's out or my statement, then whatever yeah. the, to, the due date is, I have a to-doist item a week before. And right. then I actually right. just, yep. uh, this not that this is the calendar episode, but I, I, um, turned on, I hadn't turned on a while. Maybe it was from our discussion that I turned on the calendar. So it actually does put on my calendar at to do items to do list. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I originally thought it was really annoying, but it, you know, it just nicely hides it at least on uh, Mac calendar or whatever it's called. It's just at the mm-hmm. top of the calendar. So, you, you know, once you're into the day, you sort of miss it, but, um, at least then I can see it there too. It's kind of like that double reminder, but yeah, I do the week before for anything like that, like bills or credit cards or statements or payments or whatever. I do the mm-hmm. a week ahead of time, um, but obviously just not the GST payment <laughs> clearly because it wasn't. I I did this thing like I when she emailed me, I like searched through my the bank history, the PayPal history. Not that I could PayPal the government, I just checked there just in case. <laughs> and uh, also my to do list history because it's nice how you can, mm-hmm. you can search completed tasks and search for like a dollar right. amount or a task description or anything like that. And yeah, sadly, yeah. it was never there so now do you is there anything in your lizard brain that kind of gets you it like gives you that dopamine hit when you do reach through your history and see like oh yeah the thing i was looking for one it's here two i was so detail oriented to actually document this and put this down and now i'm sort of kind of being rewarded in the future for going back and looking it up and seeing if it's there it, it, that I would have loved to have had that dopamine hit today. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah. That would have been like a thousand dollar dopamine hit. But it's <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash iChris, by the way. <laughs> I guess I have sort of an analogous uh, thing that I do that I don't, I feel like I've said this before, but we've only had four episodes. So maybe I probably haven't said this before. Maybe I've just said it to you at a, at a separate time. But one day, I know that it's going to come to pass that I am arrested (laughs) for a crime I didn't commit. And what I will thoroughly enjoy is reaching deep into my Google history (laughs) and saying, no, actually, on the date of August 14th, 2015, I was here. I was at the I was at Ye Old Pizza Restaurant 
and uh, was not at the scene of the crime. But thanks, thanks for thanks for playing. I'm I I don't need a lawyer. Thank you. That's I'm and gone. you'll be able to smugly tell you know whether it's your wife or or Kenny or your friends or whatever who always mocked you for checking into Foursquare or Swarm or wherever. That's right. All those years of like doing that, you'd be like, see, see. It paid off. I, I exactly. I was in the car from eight fifteen to nine twenty six, and then I got out of the car and walked fifteen steps. And yeah, the the whole quantified self thing and the checking in and the the Google the the big Googs has your has your whereabouts at all times is one of those things that hasn't paid off. I feel like in the right way, not in the like, oh, I've dug into into my past and found something interesting. Google tries to surface that on their photo section, but never really in the locations uh, as smartly as something like Swarmwood. Um, but but Google's still tracking it. I don't know. Maybe to make my life better, maybe to eventually start serving me ads through my eyeballs as I as I walk from places I visited before. I honestly uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. It feels like that whole um, that whole pathway of like notification, notifying you of past memories is wrought with peril that as an engineer, if I was an engineer, I would be terrified to start implementing that because how do you know that that picture is not someone that they're going to show you is like the last time you saw your dog or your wife or your your kid or, you know, like seriously, kind of very, very seriously. There are those moments on my on my photo list that are on my camera roll that I absolutely have those exact feelings about either like a, yeah, like a, pet, let's say a pet. We keep the string going from, from our last conversation one of the, about one of getting the a phone call about your dog dying. Yeah, exactly. I, I have those types of photos in here um, for the, the sole purpose of like, yeah, this was a moment in time. It's not great, but it, but it's a moment in time. I don't want to be remembered of it. I will on the off chance that I'm scrolling past it, be remembered uh, about that particular I think situation. Be reminded. Be reminded. Be yeah. remembered. Yeah. I well, <laughs> it depends. If I'm the one in my camera roll, we have a we have a really bad situation going on. I here. will remember. And you. I'm yeah. I will remind you. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Will Will you remember me? Annie Lennox? No. So I, yeah, the the same kind of thing happens when when Google goes through. It hasn't sent it to me yet, though. It has not sent the exact particular photo I'm thinking of. It will send other cat photos, but not the one I'm thinking of. But it does. It's slippery slope, man. That's I know Facebook's gotten in trouble for it before. I know. Um, I know Google is doing this. Uh, Time Hop was the other one that would kind of surface old tweets and old. Facebook updates and old photos and text message. They did text messages for a while, which just seems, wow. Why would you, why, why would you ever send those to a service that is about digging up your past? Yeah. So do you turn on the, I know the Google's has the, like now you can share your location automatically with people kind of like to find your friends on, on iPhone, I think. Right. Yes. Is that a thing? Um, and do you, do you enable that or is that a, Obviously, you would not, because that would be creepy. Uh, see, I, maybe maybe this is one of those things where you and I differ completely, but um, I do have it on, and I like it a lot. The, the main reason is, in my family, um, a lot of people commute for their jobs, and they're, knowing their availability without having one to text message them, 
or to call them on the phone and disrupt whatever driving situation they may have. Either it's plugged into Bluetooth or it's not. It, it really depends on the kind of day they're having. Knowing that either they're in transit or they're home is vital to whether or not I'm going to initiate contact with them. You'll check um, that before you would call somebody. You'll just be like, hey, where's Kenny? Yeah. Or where's my dad or whatever? Yep, yeah. yep, exactly, exactly. And I guess secondarily, um, I do use it as a way to decide on meal prep, uh, seeing how, like, basically finding out where my wife is on her journey home uh, once she shared her location with me to decide when I start certain dishes for dinner. And so it's piping hot when she, when she actually walks through the front door. Ah, um, that's kind of it. Are you, are you sort of on the opposite spectrum of this or, or is our, is our, uh, our name of high contrast, not going to live up to its, its, you know, true potential. I know, in, la- in launching the show this week, we, I kind of realized anyways, in writing some of our little copy or whatever tweets and stuff. And like, we're actually not that we don't disagree that much as we set out to <laughs> perhaps. I, I think it, it is a good challenge and potentially a good way to kind of poke the bear a bit right. and be like, look guys. Um, yes, we realize that this is a, a podcast with two middle-aged white males, uh, from first world countries that there, there is a whole bunch, the whole bunch of people out there just like that. Um, that have podcasts already. Uh, I'd like to think that the title kind of gets us to move in a, in a direction where we do find our differences and, and maybe think about things a little more intellectually, but maybe not. Maybe it's just a, a, a joke fest. It's the a Canadian and, and Californian joke fest. So the highest contrast is the difference between your tan and my non tan in January. Exactly. So that's, the temperatures, the temperatures by which we live our, our lives yeah. are a complete, yeah, complete 180. High contrast temperature is the actual full title. We just couldn't fit it on the album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't look so good on t-shirts. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I forgot. I think the location stuff uh, is, I alternate, I go from, high contrast from creepy to amazing on it and so when i think of just myself as an individual i would share it with the world and not care a bit but then i think of like family and especially kids and then i get kind of creeped out at the idea of that and so um even something like snapchat just recently uh added location sharing inside the app which um is again very either very creepy or very cool and has the potential to be like, even in someone's example of it, it was there. I was just reading a bit about it and you know, you can see that your friends are out at a club somewhere and you're like, Oh great, let's all go. Or you can see that your friends are out at a club somewhere and they didn't invite you and you don't want to go. Oh, and like yeah. that whole thing. And plus the, never mind the privacy thing. Cause where they, in my mind anyways, they kind of enabled it and didn't tell people that that was going to actually be on a map somewhere. Um, so right. if you had shared stuff before, all of a sudden people could see your general location and know sort of where your house was or, and people by, like we discussed in a previous episode, by and large, often just use the default, say, sure. Yeah. Share my location. Yep. Whatever. I don't really know what that means, but sure. You, I trust yeah. you. Allow, 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 allow. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Just do it. So like I was looking around just my city, like, and seeing like some mom showing her kid jumping on their bed in, in their house or whatever. And it's like. Did you, you probably didn't intend for some random middle-aged tech dude to be able to see that, you know, and when you originally shared it, or maybe you weren't aware that you were doing that, but that definitely wasn't who you were planning to sort of share that with. It's kind of Snapchat, especially gives the impression that 
you can't see it unless I follow you and I know if you follow me kind of idea. So, but it's still, it's in the same, yeah, it's in the same vein, especially like I, I watched the video that, that you put together um, just briefly about like the public aspect of that and how it is kind of difficult to tell one who those people are. Um, but two, if they show any personal identification type things in the video, you could kind of ascertain their, yeah, like who they are. Um, you don't know if your video is probably being put out there publicly. I guess if you're sharing it on Snapchat or if you're, if you're used to putting things out publicly, um, I don't know. I, I don't use that platform very much, if at all. Well, it's um, it actually, it, it's one thing to like, again, sort of out there and people using Snapchat, but then I actually just the other day, my nephew, who's, uh, let's 12, I think he's, uh, okay. just followed or friended me or whatever it's called on Snapchat. And so it's like, I, I haven't had a discussion with my sister to know if she's aware, even that he, a, he's on there and, and B, if she knows what all is going on on there. Um, yeah. and it's like 99% of it could be completely innocent and just goofy fun filters, face filter stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, like if he snaps a, picture of their house and then snaps a picture of his room and then snaps a picture of her credit card bags or something you know it kind of is like <laughs> yeah. if somebody's yeah. paying attention to any of that kind of stuff you can sort of suss out what's going on and where what you need to do in order to steal a bunch of money or worse i guess and so yeah i get the the way around that potentially would be just the hyper awareness of how things work and the understanding of how google maps is using your data who that data is available to google does a pretty good job at reminding you every two weeks, maybe like, Hey, by the way, just letting you know, you're sending your location to these, the following people that are listed in this email. If you'd like to change that, you can change that right now. And they do, they send that periodically just to kind of update you on, you know, like, Hey, did you forget about this? Or, yeah. you know, did you, did you mean to do this kind of thing or you turn on a default and maybe you didn't mean to. Um, so they do, Maybe this is like an, an early adopter sort of thing where they want to make sure that the friction of rolling the service out to everyone eventually is is going to be pretty seamless. But but what they're trying to do is is close that uh, like understanding gap of like, you know, that you're doing this right. Like you understand what you're getting into. The one thing that you can't prevent from from that situation, though, is someone hacking into it, someone getting the password to your account and like reverse engineering, uh, where is my device or find my iPhone or that kind of thing and saying, okay, you're right here. And, and now I know one that you're not home and, and two, I can go take your TV or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, I mean, to try to not keep my tinfoil hat on too tight. I, I try not to think about that stuff too much because it does hinder progress on these location-based services or a lot of these different uh, products that we use every single day, Snapchat and Google Maps and and stuff like that. Getting me to buy into it, super easy. Getting the rest of my family to buy into it uh, who may not want to close that knowledge gap and understand ev how every single button inside of Google Maps works, a little more difficult. Yeah. So. Well, and plus you get paid with like a, I get the new, I get the big bucks a new for understanding every time somebody yeah, you know, shares their exactly. beer location or whatever. So it's actually embedded. Yeah, it's in the car. It's the Porsche branded phone. They I make mean, those, right? Yeah, I'm sure they do. They make Ferrari phones. I know that. I, I noticed the 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 app of of your development 
um, career currently. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> you can you just, I work for untapped. Yeah, okay. Chris, <laughs> I was trying to be uh, sketchy about it or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you go to my Twitter, it's literally the first thing I say. So <laughs> the, uh, there, yeah, I had a new app update out and, uh, there was actually a misspelling yeah. in the, in the a grammar mistake in there, but yeah, that happened. That happens pretty much every update. Uh, <laughs> Greg, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Come on, but, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, bud. Greg. No, he's it's it is a real small team over at Untapped. Uh, when we put our products out, we typically don't. I don't take a look at at the uh, release notes, and they are written sort of after the fact. We're on a very very um, agile type of development cycle over over at Untapped. It's a small team, so I'm the only one working on the the graphic interface for the the consumer app, which is the the thing that. Nor- normies can download and drink their beers and log them in. It's nice. It's a, it's a good gig. You're the gooey guy. It's a real good gig. I am the gooey guy. All right. I, mm, I mean, it's not uh, it's not really the the name I'd like. Uh, <laughs> Judging by the morning show's episode last uh, artwork for the last most recent episode, anyways, I I think you're the gooey yeah. guy. But uh, yeah, I you know it took me a, it took me a really long time to find the right photo of someone getting slimed. A lot of slime, a lot of green slime. We talked briefly this morning about uh, a new Nintendo announcement. Uh, E3 was actually a couple of weeks ago, and they, for some reason, left this out. I feel like the news would have totally dominated at least part of Nintendo's press conference. But uh, yesterday, yesterday, they announced uh, one of the new Nintendo Entertainment System Supers, uh, little tiny, tiny box. That was really confusing what you just said. Yeah. Super Nintendo Entertainment System? Yeah, the Super one. Right. The, the Super one. Yeah. Which it, I was doing like a, like a Spanish thing. Right. Maybe that didn't, maybe that didn't work out I don't, so well. I don't speak Spanish, so I, that's probably why I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The, uh, uh, yeah, the, like, they're kind of doing this retro thing, right? Where, uh, advertisements are playing and I can't stop them. Sorry. <laughs> on the website. Yeah. Oh no. Um, on the website the uh where the super nest they had the nintendo entertainment system as a reissued last year and promptly sold out and now they're doing yeah. the next one the super nintendo um which i think is even more right in my wheelhouse it's kind of like when i so the, the topic that we were sort of circling around was video games in general but like this kind of hits at kind of when the age i was when I sort of really got video games. I had a Nintendo before this, the original Nintendo entertainment system with Mario brothers and, and mm-hmm. stuff, but super Nintendo, which I didn't actually ever own, but was, was something my friend owned and would go over to his house, play in his basement with you know, like street fighter. And uh, I forget all the other games yeah. I played it was kind of like that. Yeah. The coming of age <laughs> as it were uh, video game. Well, console. you're kind of your first uh, first sort of solo excursion into the video game world maybe let's say yeah yeah like less guided from a parent or from a from someone else playing and you watching more like hey i can take control of this controller and do stuff on my own or play with a friend or yeah. that kind of stuff yeah yeah so i the i went from atari nintendo entertainment system sega genesis and then my friend it was th- that was kind of like the 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 thing where it was just like pepsi coke pc mac there's always like it seems like culturally we have to have left right you know one it's 
uh, the digital bits, I guess, zero or ones, right? This or that. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I chose Sega Genesis, but then my friends all chose Super Nintendo, and so I was left in the lurch, as it were. I had lots of fun on Super you Nintendo, were... or Sega Genesis, but yeah. Yeah. Did You didn't become like the, oh, no, Chris has the has the Genesis. He's got the, what, what do they have? They had Sega CD, they had, um, uh, what were the other, because Genesis was 32-bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it had Sonic, it had... Tommy Lasorda It had baseball. a bunch of... <laughs> yeah yeah i mean a, a bunch of a bunch of really great stuff i kind of you know my first experience i think with video games in general and i'm gonna say nes because i can't stand folks who say ness sorry um but i i my kyle will not stand for that. i absolutely will not we're gonna finally disagree on something chris uh i my first experience was with duck hunt on on nes oh yeah um it was yeah. It, it came with that that proprietary controller. You shoot the gun at the screen, and the duck falls to the ground, and the the dog gets it Kyle, and laughs. Do you know what I I just remembered? I had. Did you? I don't know if you what? had this. I had the power glove. I did not have oh, the power glove. No, 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 no. Your childhood just died. I think because yeah. Was that one of the? I mean, it was a controller, right? It had a bunch of buttons on it. Well, it's kind of like precursor to the Wii and stuff because it had like the sensor bar you had to put on your TV, and then you could play like Punch Out with it, where you'd actually punch the. Screen towards the screen and dodge got it and there was a little controller on it and it just looked really futuristic even today if they put that out people would go gaga over it because it looks futuristic and cool and it's like this yeah this thing you have to wear and kind of makes you look yeah. like a robot i think we had it for like up until a few years ago and then sold it in a garage sale even that's how long it oh stuck man why so. well, uh, do you know if it was still working i didn't have as, a, as intended uh what did you say nes is that what we're supposed to say? Uh, NES. Yeah, yeah, NES. NES. Uh, NES. I didn't have yeah. a NES to test it with, so <laughs> okay, or a SNES. Yeah, either. I didn't have a SNES, but uh, yeah, I started my journey of video games way back on an Atari. I don't know if that's if you go back that far. I I don't. Um, I I feel like I grew up kind of in a in a strange way. We had internet in our house um, really really early. Because uh, my my dad actually worked for a company that did online games at a time when uh, stuff was coming out still on like thirteen different floppy disks, like the five inch right. size. Five and a quarter. And yeah, yeah. So I I feel like my video game and computer history is a little clouded in that side of things, and and very much influenced by it. Um, but. It all started with Nintendo for me, with the the original system. No Atari in our house. So were you like the, were, were other friends and stuff, school friends and stuff, like fascinated with going to your house because you had access to this stuff? Or was it like you were? No, no, believe it or not. Um, not, not until I would say probably fifth or sixth grade. Uh, did that change dramatically uh, when my my dad actually started working for uh, Pogo Games? You remember Pogo Games, computer uh, EA affiliate kind of. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, associated with AOL Games, which moved to Pogo Games and then became kind of bought into the whole EA Games uh, system. Eventually shut down, but we had so many uh, like maybe single a double a ea titles stuff like uh tiger woods golf um the the nba games that nobody cared about like second rate uh skating games 
things that just didn't get, they weren't the AAA titles. They weren't the huge Madden. They weren't um, right. stuff like that. But we would get those kind of in a, a big group box for free from him and just play the heck out of them. And I, I feel like some of my very formative years of modern gaming for sure came from from those times. But not re- up, up until that point, we weren't really the family that we, you know, folks didn't come over to your house because you had the arcade thing in the garage or uh anything like that i did i did however uh at some point get access to uh at one of my friend's houses the virtual boy which was sort of one of my first experiences with those didn't it have a motion controller it must not have because it was very it was stationary it sat on a desk you had to sit down and, and put your face in it Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of about just putting my face in it. Yeah, it's like um, the precursor to VR virtual reality. Yeah, right? not but. not even. It was like just it was like strapping a television to your face <laughs> where it it just moved a bunch of red lines and you could barely tell what was going on. But that was sort of like the oh uh, yeah, we got to go over to we got to go over to Garrett's house cuz cuz Garrett's got the he's got the virtual boy. Uh, and no one, no one on the block had it. That man, I I missed. I somehow skipped over that one. That looks that looks kind of freaky. Branding wise, kind of sounds kind of freaky. And uh, I mean, I, I remember hearing about it, but never actually played one or had friends who had one that I at least that they told me. <laughs> but yeah, but it was the thing that that kind of connected you to to other kids in the neighborhood. Um, the video games too for me were uh, like. It, it was the, I mean, as a, as a small boy, it was the reward system by which my parents would, uh, get me to do things and, or help me through traumatic, uh, like childhood things. I, I actually, it, how old was I? Eight, maybe went through a, a series of kidney surgeries as a child where, uh, kind of through part of it, it did not look like I was doing so well. Like I, I don't know if if you would say that I wasn't going to make it, but it was it was not in a good way. I was definitely not in a good way, and uh, kind of coming out of that, I vividly remember receiving a normal Game Boy at the end of that. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to ask my parents, but <laughs> it seemed like, hey, uh, you made it. So here, here's a Game Boy. Hooray for um, kidneys. And yeah, very, <laughs> very well, sitting in a sitting in a hospital bed for that long. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah, uh, but it became one of those things that like, okay, this this is sparking me to want to do this more, want to play this more. I'm enjoying this a lot. Um, so do you remember which game? What was the, were you like the Tetris and stuff on Game Boy there was, was Tetris on Game Boy there we had a um there was a Power Rangers game on Game Boy uh Yoshi's Cookies was on Game Boy would play that a lot um it got me into wanting to play uh, different games on the Game Gear eventually maybe 3 years later or so um Game Gear was the that big huge blue behemoth where you had to put like eight batteries into the back of it. It was it like almost Sega's looks like this. Yeah. Almost like a switch. Uh, basically it was color, color screen, uh, probably 16 bit. Um, and we would play stuff like echo the dolphin. And I say, we, I, my, my brother, 
uh, Kenny and I would definitely take turns uh, with these games because we did not each have one of these. Um, he would probably get the hand, the hand me downs a lot of times. I, I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. Like, cause I didn't have growing up. I didn't have, I had two sisters who couldn't have cared too much about the video games at all. And, uh, and so I was never, I was fairly left to my own devices as far as other than fighting over maybe watching stuff on TV that I, when I wanted to, you know, play Tommy Lasorda baseball or NHL or whatever it was at the time. But, um, yeah, but yeah, now having two sons who, and a daughter who are all into video games. Now we're like screen time is kind of this negotiation process where my oldest son tries to convince the other two that they'd really love to play on the iPad. Cause that would be the best thing to do is play on the iPad so that he can have the Xbox one all to himself playing NHL because he doesn't like playing with other people, um, namely his brother, because his brother isn't as good and gets distracted and always wants to play goalie, which if you've ever played a video game, hockey game, you know playing goalie is a terrible idea because it's just impossible. (laughs) So he routinely tries to discourage or convince the other two not to play video games on the Xbox. The only sort of common ground they all have is they do all like playing Minecraft. That's kind of the universal Uh, glue that holds them together. So what was your experience with with Kenny very I would say it was a lot of it it was a let's play but like in person let's say uh where he would watch me play a lot of times and and then if I couldn't beat the level we'd probably have like these hey if if you can't beat that in two tries I get to try next right very you know almost almost democratic uh seeing that it was just the two of when we were younger it was just the two of us and we would, I feel like we would police ourselves. Maybe I'm, I'm misremembering a bit of this, uh, but, uh, but I can hope potentially that, that it was very civil yeah. and, and of course we played well Smash together. cut to Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Screaming and having my, having my fist just in his face. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, it, the video games are kind of divisive in that way where it's like, I want the control uh or the literal controller and i want to control what we do what we play uh how this goes down i i think i think folks are pretty much like that still uh when it when it comes to games and i probably am too um but i i don't know it takes I, a do you, it takes a special skill for someone i had a friend growing up who mark if you're out there uh hello uh who loved much preferred to watch me play video games than actually play along which at that stage that was like high school and beyond kind of thing i was actually more interested in having someone <laughs> to play with like it was like the doom and the yeah. uh dune and you know sort of real-time strategy games were coming out and first person shooters where we'd go to like my dad's old office and we'd set up a network lan and play wolfenstein against each other and run around you know that kind of stuff and so you want actually other people because they didn't have a lot of the games didn't have like they might have a first person angle but it's the multiplayer version was kind of like either everybody's multiplayer or it kind of sucks because you're just running around by yourself. Did you have, do you remember having like limits on how much video games you could play as a kid? Like with where, or I guess maybe your dad was kind of like, of course you'll play video games. That's how I get. No, no. See, (laughs) back when we were kids, it was, it was a mixture of, there wasn't enough time. I would say to, to really, really get into playing video games for a long time. It wasn't until the, the, days and the years of being able to drive yourself around and and go to where you wanted to go that games really took over a lot of 
of actual hours and hours and hours and hours of time. And we would we would do stuff like beat Star Fox 64 in three hours or something and like set the timer and try and speed run Star Fox 64. Um, but other than that, we would have a place down the street uh, that we would call the land shop, L-A-N shop. Nice. And it was basically just a hallway with a bunch of super souped up computers, um, all with a huge library of games, Counter-Strike and... Um, we would mainly pay, play Counter-Strike, uh, Unreal Tournament 2K4, a bunch of first-person shooters, um, all the games that you would want to play together with folks where your computer at home probably couldn't run it or was being used for something else. The family computer was being yeah. tied up with work or with whatever. Um, so we would pay a dollar to $2 an hour and go sit here from 3 p.m. when school got out to, you know... 10 p.m., 11 p.m., just playing games all day. Um, yeah, that was for sure probably the biggest time suck that that video games has ever put onto my life. Um, just not enough hours in the day as a kid between soccer practice and, and video games. Um, there probably was a limit, though, on what games we could play. There were never really any mature games in our house up until... Like Grand Theft Auto 3, probably. So you skipped over um, the whole Leisure Suit Larry series, I guess. Yeah, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, those are, are those Sierra properties? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, my uh, my dad actually worked for Sierra Online <laughs> oh, nice. for a while, and I think probably purposefully left those out of our house uh, <laughs> to make sure that that did not happen. It wasn't played. Did you, did you guys have, oh, I had what's a, that? I had a friend who, who somehow got copies of those. I never actually owned them myself. And it was like uh-huh. going over, you know, kind of like the, whatever, grade three kid who finds a piece of a Playboy magazine at the, whatever. Yeah. And like, Underneath the bed. Yeah. Do, yeah and, of course. And so it's like, oh my goodness, what are we going to see here? And you're like terrified <laughs> out of your mind at what you're going to actually find out. And it's all just a bunch of dirty jokes and pixelated nothingness yeah. right so yeah but um but yeah it was the sierra online games that's on the pc on the computer gaming side it was that those were a lot of fun i remember playing uh police quest yes yeah, police quest space quest king's quest all those games yep spending hours all the and hours and hours that's what i don't remember now as a parent i don't remember um and i have to go back and find out from my parents the they must have had some sort of limits but in my mind i was like i just played for hours and hours and never had to like i don't remember having the same kind of um <laughs> i'll say disagreements that we sometimes have with our kids about when it's time to stop uh, yeah and maybe because i'm remembering you know my older years the teenage years of playing video games where it was kind of a little more autonomous or left to your own devices kind of thing um versus if i had been had access the same way that my kids do now to you know an, an iphone an xbox a computer at eight or whatever obviously there would have been potentially or could have been potentially a few more limitations in terms of how often, but when it's like, it's the one TV, it's the family TV and dad wants to watch the hockey game or whatever. And so then you have to stop and there isn't any more options for video games. You have to go do something else. Whereas these days there is like, well, I'll just flip over to the iPad or flip over to the whatever. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. Now I think to, try and quell some of that stuff they are putting in parental controls and giving you the ability to actually limit the time that that people are in front of the tv and stuff i 
man, I might even put my own parental controls on myself <laughs> at this point because it's actually it is actually good. Like Microsoft with the Xbox stuff, I'm sure there's something on the PlayStation side. I think that's what you're in the PlayStation world, right? On the console side. So things just changed yesterday. Oh, I've got both breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It is super breaking news. Yeah. When you're gifted an Xbox one. Uh, as a groomsman gift from one of your best friends that you used to play uh, video games with back in elementary school. Whoa. Yeah. it's that, That's kind of how deep that's, the rabbit hole goes a, for me. He's a keeper. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> oh, you should see the ring. <laughs> the Xbox ring. So what? what uh, mm. So did you get any games with it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like the red ring of death, exactly. Chris. Come on. Come on, man. Set you up. Yeah. You did. Uh, yep. What games did you get with it, or what? What have you? I guess uh, Battlefield One. So I, mm. it took. Oh my gosh, uh, what was it? Like eighty gig? No, it was probably fifty-five gigs. Yeah, took yeah. maybe two hours yesterday to to download fifty-five gigs of a game. Um, pretty great so far. The way that that game opens up is pretty cool. Uh, it it says like the point is not to survive. Like don't expect to survive. Just play through these. And it takes you through uh, these different World War One scenarios where you play as different characters uh, briefly, like b- between 15 and 30 seconds, uh, where you're on the front lines of World War One and just shooting the crap out of people and dying constantly. And it'll show like the name of the person and how long they lived, you know, 18, 1889 to, you know, the year 1914 or whatever it was. Um, and that's that's sort of like the tutorial missions to get you <laughs> to to wet your palate a, a bit on like what this game is going to be like. And it was it was both uh, intense control wise, like trying to acclimate myself to a first person shooter, but also emotionally kind of tolling a bit because it would show names that looked legitimate, could be real even. Um, and it played this somber music on piano that just felt like, man, I, I don't know if I can get through this. It very emotionally taxing video games are these days. Yeah, I have, I actually have that, that game, uh, for the Xbox as well. And I was surprised how, um, yeah, how in depth I'll actually go to my parents' house sometimes to play, uh, the video games just because that one especially is kind of like um quite over the top in terms of not over the top by today's standards i guess for video games but definitely graphically uh gory you know violent all that kind of stuff but in a non yeah like you said i feel like in a non-glorifying way if someone just watched you playing it for two minutes they'd think it's just like everything else but they it feels like they at least had the intent intentions of showing what war is like and what it can mean so like as an 18 year old hopefully if you're playing that you think oh, wow, like an 18-year-old just literally died, you know, in war, and that would have happened to me if I had been alive in 1914 kind of thing, likely. Right, um, right. But yeah, the scope of the game is like insane, how you go from land, sea, air. There was a, I don't know if you'll get to it eventually, probably if, I don't imagine you're there yet, because I think it's a, quite a few hours into the game, but um, where you're actually like flying, land somehow, I forget exactly what the scenario is, but you get on top of a Zeppelin <laughs> flying over London, and so, like, wow. you're on, you're a guy running around on a zeppelin trying to dismantle the whatever the guns are on it or something like that, fighting mm-hmm. off the Germans. And uh, 
and but down below you can see like the clouds are going by and you can see like london below you and planes are flying around and yeah it's one of those games that it definitely like in like i was saying when i go to my parents house big bigger screen tv i can crank it up and not worry about waking anybody up that's when i don't i think they have like a multiplayer component to it too and i don't know i almost don't want to play multiplayer with it because it feels a little bit then like actually running around killing people Yeah, the whole Battlefield series, um, I, I feel like, just like Call of Duty, is very much based on the fact that they do have multiplayer and that you can just sort of jump in and and shoot the heck out of someone because that's what their franchise is based on. Yeah. Um, the way that, that Battlefield 1 is trying to differentiate itself is in the storyline, and having just played through the tutorial only, I can tell that the, there's a little more thought put into like what this meant for wars nowadays and what that means to even like a little bit of self-awareness on what that means to its franchise and like the the respects that it kind of has to pay to itself for for the the information and the like for the portrayal of this particular war that it it's making money off of i don't know it it gets a little meta I, i suppose yeah but um i don't i definitely do not surround myself with hyper cinematic video games all the time uh probably mass effect would have been the one prior to this that i really sunk a lot of time into mass effect one two on the on the regular uh xbox 360 uh sunk a lot of time into that one and the story and stuff um which is very very different from battlefield one but uh the the rest of my time is really just with like first person shooters um i've been playing a lot of i think we talked about last time uh player unknowns battlegrounds uh i have probably put close to 12 hours or more into a game called paragon uh which is a moba genre game uh sort of like a tower yeah a multi uh, i don't know what it stands for it's it's a tower defense game yeah it everyone says it's a moba i don't know okay i guess all the all the all the game slang i i am not aware of um maybe that that's part of the culture that i don't feel like i dug far enough into it especially nowadays to to really feel welcome uh in places like twitch or yeah really anywhere i probably would not do well at e3 or places like that i just don't know enough um but i've been playing paragon it's a free to play game from epic games um and that's that's been fun. Uh, I play with a big group of friends over the internet. That actually, the the gentleman, the fine gentleman who sent me the Xbox, I play with him. Um, so, so is that a it's, console it's, game, or that's a PC or Mac or whatever? It's actually cross platform, which is really cool. Uh, you oh, can play on PlayStation or computer, maybe Xbox as well. Um, but you can all connect to the same server and play cross cross platform, kind of like the way that um, Rocket League works right another fun one yeah yeah really fun one um so i guess a lot of a lot of my gaming is done still with the same folks that i have played with for the last 20 years um which is yeah that's a strange feeling it's really weird to think about but i don't i'm not real into the the whole um destiny to like let me go find a clan and join up and see what their ideology is yeah that's not how i'm going to conduct myself gaming wise more casual with but with people you know real world wise that i'm a i'm a i'm a cash i'm a cash gamer i'm a cashew cashew i'm a cashew sure there's a 
acronym for that. The I can tell you from a f- uh, experience that there isn't a lot of fun in playing <laughs> like a game. I, I I love playing like a sports game, like a hockey game or whatever on on the consoles and uh, and playing against someone, some random person in a one on one game and having them likely be a ten year old kid in Sweden or wherever, and they just yeah. crush you. And, and so you come away from it feeling like worthless and as a inferior human, just because (laughs) somebody knows how to, uh, you know, toe drag and do amazing shots in hockey that you run, they run rampant over you. Um, somehow that, you know, defeats or destroys your self-esteem as a human being. But it's just, I mean, especially if you've got like the mic turned on or you are looking at chat like noob, you, yeah. (laughs) whatever you hear this voice that is just like man what have i done what am i what am i doing i will confess to having just shut off the xbox a couple times <laughs> in frustration it's just like mid what am i yeah mid celebration yeah, yeah yeah it's already six to one in the first period with 10 <laughs> minutes to go uh this is oh. not gonna get any better <laughs> The, we had one of the questions was that we were sort of going to talk about, which I think we've sort of talked about is what are you playing right now? And actually when I was thinking about that, the, uh, my immediate response response would have been like hockey and then battlefield one is sort of a secondary and overwatch is another fun one, um, mm-hmm. on the console that I, on the Xbox that I play. Um, but actually where I probably, if I actually was honest about my time, I ended up playing a lot of clash Royale on the iPhone, which mm-hmm. it's, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the series. There's like they have Clash of Clans. It looks in the in the App Store. It looks like a generic game, and somehow I got connected, hooked onto this one. I, originally, it was Clash of Clans that I got connected with and was playing, and kind of through my son, we kind of played it together. And then Clash Royale came out, and it's kind of like this game where you're I forget what the I'm, again. There's probably an acronym for it, but you're kind of like sending troops to battle, uh, sort of one against one, and you have your side, they have their side, kind of like tower defense in a sense, but once the tower is down, then you can drop troops onto that side of the field or whatever. Anyways, there's all different types and it's kind of like the wizards and warlocks and whatever that kind of motif, but it's a really fun kind of strategy game because there is different levels of characters and you kind of figure out what strategy works. There's air units and ground units and all that kind of stuff. Um, And for whatever reason, it's kind of hooked me for the last, I don't know, three or four months. I haven't given them a cent of money, but it's just kind of a f- easy one to pop into. You play a game, it lasts three minutes or so, and then you're done. And, um, and they have the whole like getting chests that rewards you with upgrades and that whole thing. That's to where they try and get you to buy gems or whatever, to buy better chests and upgrade your things. And it's kind of a fun, quick, easy game to duck into and duck out of, um, without you know, giving up hours and hours of a day on something like battlefield, where obviously it takes a little more commitment time commitment anyways to get into so on mobile that's there's there's lots of really great games i know on iphone and and like games that kind of draw you in and but i find my mobile gaming is usually like a quick thing if i'm waiting somewhere or i'm waiting for you know a file to export or something and just need a break or something like that and it's kind of like i just want to be able to play a three to five minute thing and then put it back put it down and go back to work or go back to watching my kid play soccer or whatever I'm supposed right. to be doing. Right. It, it, yeah. It, let's just, let's put it out there. This is a game that you play when you're on the toilet. Right. Basically. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all, Three that's all this is yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's one of those like free to play games. Is it kind of covered in ads or do you get bonuses for watching ads? No, that's, what's nice about it is it purely it's based on like, and they've obviously figured out the right level of, um, 
you know, buy, uh, buy in-game upgrades, in-app purchases or whatever of, you know, gems and things to like upgrade your guy. Um, mm-hmm. and so somehow it feels like a little more intellectual than something like, uh, what was that? Like not bejeweled, but the, the popular, really popular one that was all about, um, Oh, be- be- bedazzled, yeah. be- uh, no, uh, be- bejeweled. Beju- no, that's, I don't think be- bejeweled isn't a free to play. Well, I mean, it is free to play, but I don't think it was one of those like, no, it's, you, I'm sure you put it in an app and it just addicted. covers you in ads. It's like some sort of jewel game thing. Anyway, yeah, but it's not like that. It's more, there is a bit of strategy to it, which I appreciate, but not so much that you're like, um, sucked in and you have to sit there for hours trying to figure out and it's impossible. Like you can, there's not so much strategy that you can't get lucky sometimes, I guess, and win a game and, and not. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's like, like the old Zynga games, right? The, the games that you would either play on Facebook, right. um, in, in some sort of like mash together table cell thing, browser table, uh, and on your phone, I think Zynga just destroyed that mobile early mobile game market. Um, I, I do remember playing a lot of those when they first came out. Uh, Mafia Wars, I think was one, yeah. uh, man. Yeah. It's just, <sighs> these, these games are hard to want to like, uh, <laughs> I, I want to like them. I want to say like, man, look, look how much time and effort as a product. Let's say, right. look how much time and effort was put into this. Um, a lot of thought they put, they put out frequent updates, a game that I'm playing right now, uh, since, since you brought that up on the mobile side is a game called cats, the game, of course, <laughs> of course it is. Um, so cats, the game is an acronym. I'm going to pull it up real quick here. Crash arena turbo cats, uh, or cash arena, sorry, crash arena turbo stars is what it's called and you create these little like battle bot robots that are piloted by cats and they fight each other and that's it that's really all you do uh you open up loot crates and get more parts and try and beat the heck out of these cats see what did video Um, games do before loot crates came along because that's like Every single game. In-app purchases and yeah. Luke, yeah, to downloadable content. I like mean, even Battlefield has that. I don't know if you've seen on the multiplayer side, it's like open up your loot crate. It's like upgraded M16 or whatever like, on the multiplayer act- side. Activate these cards, which give you an upgrade when you do have an upgrade of it. Like what? What? Three levels of, of like payment options to be able to upgrade <laughs> yeah. my player. Like why? Why is there this complexity? And cats for sure has that that exact level i believe there are three different types of currency in the game that you earn differently by selling parts and opening loot crates and things like that it's it's pretty ridiculous that i would ever be interested in in sucking time into this at all um but there's something about watching these cats blow up that it's <laughs> yeah and, thoroughly therapeutic and yet here we are <laughs> And yet, and yet here, here we are, I've played through the entire game almost twice now. And yeah, it's, it is one of those where you play against other people. So maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that, like, um, it's, it's the differentiator between the old console games where they had no downloadable content. You, you only had local multiplayer, um, and games today where it's all about connecting you to random people that, 
you try to beat the heck out of either on on the hockey court uh or right that's where yeah, yeah. yeah it's hockey on court. the on the hockey yeah on the hockey court or uh on on the battlefield here with the cats okay so listener homework and and homework for kyle and i i think for the next episode is uh i will try out cats you will okay. try out clash royale not that we're becoming a Boy. video game review show but in our brief pre-show segments we will uh just uh come back together and and discuss how how each of us has fared in uh, the respective addiction of the other if that makes sense yeah i'm fine with that the um the neat thing about cats i would say if we're if we're just going to continue down this road a bit um <laughs> is that nobody's judging you, Kyle. you don't have to- <laughs> i know i know i feel like i need to justify this <laughs> um you can connect it to facebook if you'd like and play against the bot and see the bot of your Facebook friends. Uh, I can see that no, no one else on my Facebook, the group has this game at all. So I, I feel like this is not one that really crossed anyone's radar. Um, but it's still one of those free to play games that every now and again, it'll display ads. If you want to, uh, make stuff go faster, if you want to open up those loot crates faster, right? Um, it, it treats ads as a reward system. So it's kind of, eh. it feels, feels a bit icky in that way, which is maybe, I mean, maybe that's why people are so receptive to Nintendo putting out, I'm going to look at me, I'm bringing it all the way back. Maybe that's Certainly. why people are so receptive to Nintendo putting out one of these retro consoles. Now that there's no ethernet port. It doesn't have a Wi-Fi chip in there. You're going to boot that up. Yes. There are no cartridges for you to blow into, but it's all just right there. It's local multiplayer. There are no ads. The games are as you remember them and they, they just work. You, you have ownership over the thing that you just purchased in perpetuity. They can't take it away. They can't take it out of the app store. They don't shut down the servers. Um, it's not complex. It just is the way it is. And maybe, maybe folks want that these days. Maybe they need a little bit more. Maybe it's not just nostalgia, Maybe it truly is people need a little bit of simplicity in their gameplay. Wow. I think that's a, if this was some sort of inspirational podcast, that would be a perfect spot to end. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. In America. Don't sit there and and not play any free to play games. Just download Clash Royale and, (laughs) and, and play it. I'm, I'm actually sending it to my device right now. Yeah. I just downloaded cats too. So we're, all right We're ready to uh, i i like this idea i really like the idea of of getting a little bit of homework um maybe these aren't too different maybe they are super different but i've never played a clash royale game um yeah it's not high contrast it's um moderate contrast <laughs> it's it's just a there we could call it 50 shades of gray but i feel like we would be getting into a completely different genre that's where you're blowing on the cartridges Ooh.